as she persisted. Your how-to guide, happy place, and support system for navigating the ups and downs of life. Please share today's episode with your friends and family members and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, I'm not a licensed therapist, just a teenage girl hoping to help. Enjoy! All right. Hey, Maya. Thanks for joining me this week to talk about coronavirus and how it's affected our day-to-day lives. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience and telling them a little bit about you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Maya. Um, I've known Sadie. We've known, If you listened to our last episode, you might know this, but Sadie and I have known each other since middle school. Um, I currently go to a private school. I'm a junior in high school, just like Sadie. And... I don't know what else to say. I mean, I like to play the piano. I love to read. Um, I lead, I co-lead the feminism club at my high school, which is another thing I'm a part of. So yeah, I guess brief introduction. Awesome. So the goal for this episode, I think, is to talk a little bit about how online school and social distancing has affected both of us and give two points of view about how you can have a like standard schedule, tips and tricks for maintaining your mental health and your mental stability during this time where everything has pretty much been flipped on its head. So Maya, how has your high school experience um, and education been impacted by COVID-19? Yeah, so at my school, we obviously were not in session, likely for the rest of the year. Um, So we are doing remote learning. We have classes still, so I still go through a normal school day as I would. I wake up in time for my 8.45 a.m. class, and I end school around 3.15, so it's a slightly shortened school day, but essentially the same. Um, My classes are done via Zoom, so video conference, and then my assignments, I kind of just squeeze in the afternoons in between classes. Mm -hmm. Um, It has been a tough transition. I mean, the hardest thing, honestly, is just like when you don't see your teacher in the room when you don't see your classmates every day it's hard for me at least to like stay motivated um it's hard for me to be super productive when I don't have those external kind of factors um especially because I'm so used to my teachers like reminding me when assignments are due or like you know having them at my beck and call when I need to ask questions which is such a luxury that you Mm -hmm. realize that you don't have when you're doing remote learning so for me it's just kind of like I have to find ways to stay really focused like When you're on a video call, it's easy to, like, go on your phone or, like, want to be doing something else and not be focusing. So, for me, it's, like, I have to really isolate myself, um, put my phone in another room, and really just focus all my attention on what the teacher is saying because otherwise I know I will get lost in the class. Um, And then, obviously, there's a social element, too, which is, like, I feel really disconnected. Um, Mm -hmm. We're lucky to have social media and, like, text and FaceTime, and I can see people on my screen every day but it's really hard to not be able to like hug my friends in the morning and like you know go get lunch with them that's definitely definitely been super difficult so I mean I'm sure it's different for you because we Mm -hmm. go to different schools um yeah what has it been like um I go to public school and we're also doing online school so instead of having actual classes we get weekly assignments I would say like half of my classes give you one assignment for the whole week and it's just due on Sunday night at 11.59. The other half give you like daily assignments. So maybe it's a homework that's due the next day at 8 a.m. Maybe if they give you something at 8 a.m. and it's due at 6 p.m., that sort of thing. So it's pretty split. Um, 
And so we get weekly assignments, we do them independently, and then most of my teachers do office hours on Zoom like once or twice a week. So if you want to, you can go and talk to them, ask questions, like see your classmates, whatever you want to do with that. So for me, it's been like really important that I stay on top of my assignments. So I've been using a lot of Todoist. Like I have a different like category for each of my classes and every day I just start by putting in all the new assignments I've gotten and then scheduling them throughout the week. So that's been really helpful and I try and break them up um, so that I don't do too much each day. And the other thing is like the night before, um, if I have like calls or tutoring sessions, meetings, whatever it is, I'll like plan out my day for like what block I'm going to be doing my math homework assignment or what block I'm going to be like doing chemistry office hours or just working on the homework. So the other thing that's nice is that I can like completely stop doing school by like 8 p.m. every night. So when I was in school, it would be like I would be doing homework up until right, like right until I went to bed, like until I finished the assignment. And if it got too late, I'd be like, whatever, it's not going to be done. Like it's yeah. 10, 30, 11, like I need to sleep. I've been down this path before, like sleep is vital to me, so I can't do this. But I can literally just have a shut off and then have time to spend with my family and we can like watch TV and then... So that's been super nice with the flexibility, the schedule that I'm not so constrained by like, okay, I was at like volunteering and stuff after school until like seven. So I only have like these three hours to do homework and like I didn't get it done. I didn't get it done. You know what I mean? So that's been nice to have the more freedom with the schedule. And then I also do like a break in the middle of the day just so that I'm not like doing homework all day every day. So my family eats dinner together. So yeah, what is your um, like schedule kind of like now that we are sheltering in place, we're not allowed oh, to yeah. leave, all of that? Fully quarantined. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, for me, it's kind of my day is based around my school schedule because I still have classes that are an hour long. So I have four classes. Mm-hmm. So I get up <laughs> probably not as early as I should. I get up like 10 minutes before class starts, um, throw some That's toast in the oven, peanut butter toast. In the oven? In, sorry, in the toaster. I, I don't know. Toaster <laughs> oven. You can call it either way. Throw some toast in the toaster oven. Get peanut butter on there. Get back in my room. Turn on my Zoom. Get in class. And then I have breaks in between classes. So in between, I like to do my... I have like a 20-minute core workout that fits perfectly in between my two morning classes. So I have a yoga wow, mat in my room. I know. exercising. I'm trying to get fit. I want to leave quarantine feeling like a healthier person. Otherwise, so I, I don't love walk that anymore. So it's not going to happen. Okay, listen, I, I'm still full of motivation. I know in a week from now I'll be done, but like, let me just, let me like take advantage of this, you know? Okay, okay, um, you do you. So I do a little bit of core and then I just go into class and I have like two hours for lunch so I kind of like do what I'm doing now which is like FaceTime people. Sadie and I are doing this podcast remote because we are Mm -hmm. obeying social distancing rules. Yes. So we are in our respective rooms. We have our mics out and we're just doing this over FaceTime. So we are hashtag thriving. We are hashtag thriving. So we I just kind of do this and then I just you know put on Netflix or chat with friends and then I try and go outside. I haven't been doing that every day, but like today, my sisters and I, we walked to the local middle school and we just threw a frisbee around on the field and skateboarded on the blacktop. Um, and we then didn't touch in the, the evenings, play structure, right? Did not. There's no play structure. It is That's a middle good. school, but yeah, Still. we did not touch the basketball hoops because I was just scared. Good, 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 good. Seriously. Um, and then yeah, in the evenings, it's kind of just like getting my homework done. Again, I think like this is one of the times when hanging around your family is like honestly if you have the time to do it and if they're there best thing to be doing because we really don't have like human contact yeah we have no human contact so it's like 
these are the people I'm with. I got to like maximize. And also I know when this is over in a month or two months or three months or four or whatever, like we're all going to get back to our busy lives and I'm not going to get this luxury of seeing them every day. So for me, Mm -hmm. I'm trying like, you know, play board games, family movie nights, whatever we can squeeze in at the end of the day, um, just to maintain some routine and also some family time. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you interested in making your own podcast too? Download Anchor. I released every episode of Nevertheless She Persisted through Anchor and I love it. It's free, you can edit and publish your episodes from anywhere, and I put my podcast on every listening platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. I definitely recommend it. They also have cool background music, transition music, and you can record sponsorships like this one. Be sure to check it out. It has everything you need for your podcast. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or wherever you get your apps or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's anchor.fm. So that's mine. Let's hear from you. What are you what are you up to every day? Yeah, so I talked a little bit about like my school schedule, but so waking up for me depends a lot on if I have the puppy. So we have like a puppy. She's like six months old now. The kids like rotate whose room she's in because she Mm -hmm. wakes up like really early. You have to go take her down or she's gonna like poop herself. So you gotta get (laughs) up, you gotta feed her breakfast or she like whines forever. And like I've used to not take her out in the morning and she would literally poop all over the cage. It was so bad. So you have to take her out like so Piper wakes up around Piper's the dog. Piper wakes up around like six thirty, definitely before seven. If I have Piper, yeah, I'm up then and I'm downstairs and I fed her and sometimes I'll like nap on the couch. But most of the time my parents are up then too, so I'll go with them to the Starbucks drive through, which I like because it's like probably not the best social distancing practicing (laughs) practice. My parents are addicted to Starbucks. Like my mom cannot go a day without it, so she goes to the drive through. And it's nice because you like get out of the house, you get to have like a little break from being inside. Like that's great. So, yeah, I like that. I feel like I've done something early in the day because I've been out of the house. So I get back. I start doing homework. Um, and I work on school from, like, about 9 or 10 until 12. And then we do, like, family lunch. And then I work until dinner. And we do, like, family dinner. And then I finish up, like, any extra random assignments after dinner. Um, and I, like, take breaks throughout the day. Sometimes I'm working on, like, podcasting stuff rather than homework. And then we, like, take the dogs on a walk or we'll go on a family walk. So we do get out a little bit. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just try and get up, like, at a similar time every day, which is just, like, before 8. And then get in bed by, like, 10-something. And that seems to help me a lot. Also, if I, like, get up and get ready, that's been a huge thing. If I stay in my pajamas all day and, like, don't brush my teeth, like, I feel like the most unproductive person out there. 100%. Like, even yeah. if I've done so much schoolwork, I'm like, this is a disaster. So I have to get up, I have to get ready, and then doing schoolwork. And because I have so much work, I don't mind it. I stay busy. So yeah, that's pretty much how my schedule is. Yeah, I do want to second that. I do think like getting up and getting dressed is like gonna get you off on the right foot because if you don't Mm -hmm. it just it's so hard to feel like it's a normal day and like I have classes and I should be treating this like any other day in the week um like I normally would I definitely think that is key so yeah kind of on that same vein actually like how are you maintaining your mental health because obviously we have schedules in school like this is all a lot to, to be going on right now 
Yeah, so for me, the biggest, like, thing that was tied to my mental health was sleep. I wasn't sleeping a lot. It would end up with, or it would result in me being super depressed. Um, I either would have a ton of energy or I wouldn't have a lot of Mm -hmm. energy. The biggest thing was, like, sleeping and eating balanced in relationships. So what I, a lot of the work I did at McLean was, like, regulating my schedule. (laughs) It was not going well. Is like, regulating my schedule. So, again, like, getting up at the same time every day, going to bed at the same time every day, um, not too many naps. Like, that's another thing, because if you nap, you can't get to bed. Eating normal meals and spending time with my family. Those three things have been really big. And I'm surprised, like, I talked to you, I talked to Stephanie a lot. I have been talking to, like, my school friends as much, Mm -hmm. and I think it's because, like, I get the same relational fulfillment from my family and spending time with them as I would at school. So it's part of me that's, like, this is really bad, like, everyone's gonna go back and still be close and I'm not talking to anyone like this yeah. is not good thinking about this in the big picture but for now like I feel good I feel good about my relationships I'm happy so it's working for me and I think like another thing I gave up social media for Lent so that's still going on so I think once I get that back I will like naturally be interacting more with my friends but because for totally. me right now I'd have to go out of my way and text them I only do that with a handful of people. Okay, so to maintain my mental health, I try and keep my sleep regular, I keep my eating regular. Working on school, it for me feels productive and like I'm doing something instead of just sitting in bed and watching TV all day. And the podcast has been another thing that's a project for me to really dive into and get fulfillment from and feel like I'm still doing something. So those would be the biggest things like regular schedule, family relationships, and um, sleeping. So yeah. What about you, Maya? How are you maintaining your mental health during this time? Yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of the same stuff. I think it's those are kind of the core pillars right now of staying sane, which is just like, keep your relationships. I think for me, it's like kind of similar to you. I don't want to be forcing anything. If I don't feel like yeah. talking to someone, I don't feel like I should be trying to reach out to people right now. I think part of me is like, oh yeah, I'm going to get back to school and I'm going to regret not having talked to these people way more when I had all that time. But I Mm -hmm. think part of it is like, I don't want to be looking at a screen all day. And the other part is like, I think if I'm not feeling it, I shouldn't force it. So having a lot of time does kind of force you to listen to your body and your mind and see where you're at and just kind of really obey that and not try and fight it. So there's that. Um, Family relationships are key. I mean, we kind of both talked about that. And then, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think routine, like getting out of sweatpants, those are just the only other things I've been doing, but they've been working well. Do you want to be featured on a future episode or have questions you want answered about therapy, depression, anxiety, or life? Do you want to share your story? Email inquiries at shepersistedpodcast.com or reach out via social media. You can also head over to my website, shepersistedpodcast.com, and fill out the contact form anonymously or with your name. I hope to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one thing that I'm really nervous about, honestly, is like grades, AP tests, like college applications. Yeah. Because, so like the college board has come out, they postponed two SATs. I miss mine. (laughs) (laughs) We won't talk about that. Not a good moment for me. Um, So there's like not a lot of SAT dates. The UCs just came out and said that, um, SATs and ACTs are optional. You can do them for a scholarship, but they're not mandatory for applications, which is crazy. Um, Unheard of. Literally crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like never happened before. And so I worry a lot, especially about grades this semester. Like I'm taking APs 
And there's like rumors about classes being pass fail, which would mean that there wouldn't be like an AP waiting for things. Right. Which makes me nervous because like my, I need the AP waiting for my GPA. Like that definitely helps it out. Yeah. Um, and like this summer, like I was going to do some internships. Some of them I've already gotten emails that they're canceled. Like they're not even looking at applications, which is crazy. So that's one thing I'm personally like really nervous about. I don't know if I'm you've heard about anything it, about yeah. that, but yeah. I mean, it's so crazy right now. Like, everything Mm -hmm. is so up in the air. I feel like within the next few weeks, like, things could just change entirely. They could be flipped on their heads. And, like, it's so hard to know. And especially for us being juniors, I feel like this is the time when we're supposed to be doing crucial planning. And it's impossible to plan when, like, you don't know what's going on. And it's like, will colleges evaluate us on the same standards that they have applicants in the past? Because we can't necessarily give them that. We haven't had the opportunities of being in classrooms to take our classes and get our full education. We might not be able to take an ACT or an SAT. Exactly. We won't be able to do internships this summer. AP tests are abbreviated. Like, will they look at that and be like, well, these students didn't do everything freshman and sophomore year, so we're not going to accept them. Right. When in the past, like, students have had junior year to do more stuff. So that's something I'm really worried about, and that's just a question, like, up in the air that I haven't heard a lot about from a lot of schools. And if they don't take that into account, like, what can I do at this point? Honestly, like, I don't think there's much. Like, I don't have time now to retake the SAT necessarily. I can't Mm -hmm. do the internships. I, I mean, the internships could be postponed. I... You know, I originally had plans for the summer that are most definitely canceled. Um, So, I mean, is it going to look like I didn't try? Is it going to look like I didn't put in the effort? And if so, is that going to negatively impact me as as, um, someone who's applying to college? I have no idea. And, like, it also makes me wonder, like... I feel like there will be a lot more of an emphasis by students put on this fall semester. So it'd be interesting to keep watching the early application rates because my um, prediction is that they'll go way down because students will be like, we didn't get these great recommendations because my junior teachers didn't see me for a whole semester. So I want my senior teacher to do it. And I didn't get as many volunteer hours or internship hours. So I want this on my application. So I'm going to turn in my college application later so that is just one thing I think will probably happen but it's crazy that the world is changing so much and like really everything is upside down right now and I just wonder how that'll affect our college applications yeah it's I mean that's Uh, a lot it's a lot of stress inducing stuff I yeah don't think anyone has answers at this point I feel like we're all kind of in this waiting game it feels weird it feels like we're stuck in this Mm -hmm. moment of time where nothing is changing yet everything's happening it's like time isn't passing and yet when we get out of this whole quarantine like thing is just going to pick back up we're going to be expected to just produce and produce do you really think it will like I feel like there's definitely going to be things like societally that change things Mm -hmm. like Ubers, things like public transportation. Mm -hmm. We just have so much more of an awareness for that now. So I think like in the like medical care system, like we are not prepared for something like this. So how will that change how we function in the future? Like, will there be more regulations and like more frequent testings to prevent things like this in the future? So I think things will definitely change after this. And I think it'll definitely be a curve of first like maybe private schools going back or honestly probably first public schools going back and then private schools or maybe just next fall everyone goes back together but I don't think we'll just jump into it immediately especially because they're projecting that the coronavirus will leave the big cities like the Bay Area and go to the smaller towns and be here for a while right I think 
Yeah, I think you are right. I do think, I think my fear is that it's going to all pick up quickly. I don't think that is the reality. I think you are right about that. I think, I mean, societally, I think things will be really different. Like, with coronavirus, we've basically been told that contact is not advisable. And Mm -hmm. human contact is, like, like, just evolutionarily, like, something that's so vital to our well-being that's like and built it's proven into that it is yeah yeah so i mean is it i think after it is going to be like you know now when you see someone on the sidewalk you got to stay six feet apart like it's a natural instinct to mm-hmm. push yourself away from people and i think that's like definitely something that either consciously or subconsciously is going to continue to kind of pervade in society where it's like this fear of contact which i think is kind of, kind of sad yeah it's like our current reality right now it's definitely unlike anything i've seen in my lifetime I've heard so many people like my grandmother, my parents saying like, I've never experienced anything like this before. This is completely unprecedented. So it's it's honestly crazy. Um, have you been experiencing like the anxiety that everyone's talking about, about the self-quarantining, about the virus and everything going on? I think for me, like for sure, I think about it. Like a hundred percent, I'm thinking about it. Um, I think there's times when I'm like, I think, oh, you know, it doesn't necessarily affect me directly. And then there's other times where I feel like it is so close to home. Like my mom, she's a doctor and she's an ER doctor. So she's in the Mm -hmm. emergency room treating the very patients who are testing positive. She's not just like, you know, a clinical physician or something. She is the person who, if you were to walk into the ER and say, oh, I need to get tested. I'm having these symptoms. She would be the one, you know, doing this while administering the test exactly yeah. so i do get worried about that i definitely think having someone who is constantly in contact with people who are covid positive is scary there are times when i'm like oh she's a doctor she's basically invincible and then there's times when i'm like she's just a human and mm-hmm. she could one day come back and test positive and honestly that is there's a high likelihood of that and that's definitely yeah. scary i think that anxiety will always be there i think it's made me kind of appreciate the what we take for granted right like Mm -hmm. you know especially with if you have parents who work high-risk jobs like that um or service jobs it's the same thing so yeah I think that anxiety is definitely there for me do you feel it do you have that same anxiety you know it's interesting so I don't know if it's it's definitely not affecting me as much as it's affecting a lot of the country I like worked I had a job like at a restaurant obviously they closed now but I'm not like contributing a paycheck for rent. Um, my mom stays at home, and my dad like um, like is self-employed, so he can just right. work from home easily. So that hasn't like changed that a lot. I know a lot of the anxieties are about like, well, we're not employed. Like, where are we going to get the money from? What about taxes, payments, all that kind of stuff? So that's not something that I felt a lot of anxiety about. And I'm like honestly very grateful for that. Yeah. I do worry a lot about like accidentally being a carrier and not realizing it. Like that's something that's really scary because they do say that teenagers can ex- not have symptoms and carry it and pass it on to other yeah. people. And even if we are not immunocompromised, even if we do have stronger immune systems, it doesn't mean that the people we come in contact to will be as strong, will be as um, resilient to the virus so that's definitely something that scares me and I I do worry about that I also do worry about like if we waste food like if we don't eat everything or something gets thrown away Mm -hmm. like should we not have bought that should someone did someone else eat it more than us like that kind of thing yeah so that's the biggest anxiety I don't worry a huge amount like about like the entire country like shutting down or that kind of thing because I don't know we are 
we probably could have reacted more effectively when you look at videos of how they're handling this in China. Like they have like thermometer stations everywhere. Yeah. Like people are quarantined in like hotels run by the government for weeks. Like we are not at that level. And at the same time, and the economy is failing right now. Like that's another thing. (laughs) And like, I don't know. I still have faith that it will pass that we are going to come together we are going to get through this a lot of people are self-quarantining and that's a really good sign hopefully we are flattening the curve more and more states every day are issuing that shelter in place um order so there's hope there's definitely hope yeah it's really Um, it's hard yeah yeah there's a lot of conflicting messages too i mean sometimes Mm -hmm. i hear oh you know like we haven't hit the peak yet the peak is two weeks away and then other times people are like it's gonna leave the bay area soon and honestly like no one knows this is a new thing there's something mm-hmm. scary about not knowing and i think everyone to some extent is going to feel that that anxiety yeah i completely agree um and like while there's all this anxiety all this fear there's a lot more like sense of community like i've seen yeah. so many um instagram like therapists doing lives and answering questions about people's fears about the virus and managing their anxiety or helping maintain their relationships during this time um a lot of zoom calls like i've seen a lot of like sober meetings on Mm -hmm. zooms and aa meetings and just so many more options for outreach i know my school's doing like lunch options they're doing like three meals if you go pick them up so i think that's really cool to see how people are coming together during this time yeah, I mean, in our neighborhood, too, we have little things, too. I mean, we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have online counseling and stuff from school, which I think is so important during a time like this. And then yeah. there's little things that neighbors have been doing. For example, um, on our block or in our neighborhood in the whole little city, we've been doing something yeah. called a bear hunt, which is based off mm-hmm. the children's book. We're going on a bear hunt and I people basically put teddy bears in the windows so you can walk around the neighborhood and little kids love it because they can go around and see like stuffed yeah. bears in the windows. And it's just little things Wait, that remind so you. That, cool. Yeah, we're all in it together. So that's amazing. I think, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. It it definitely it definitely brings people together in ways that are unexpected and wouldn't happen otherwise. Yeah. So when everyone is coming together as a community and trying to fight this, there's also been a lot of great outlets for finding support um, and for like mental health outreach options. I know the CDC has like a page on stigma and re- resilience, and um, there's a that's pretty active. The American Psychological Association offers like step-by-step guides on how to stay strong during this time Mm -hmm. um, and help individuals get through that anxiety. Um, The National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org, they have a website that has conversations and exchanges um sevencups.com is an online text emotionsanonymous.org also has weekly meetings and sessions um supportgroupcentral.com also has like virtual support groups there's a lot of different yeah there's like tons and tons and tons if you just google like covid um support covid outreach options all of that so people are definitely coming together and i think that's one of the coolest things about this we're all so isolated we're all so separated as a nation and yet we're all coming together and trying to support each other because we all know we're going through the same thing we're all isolated we're all alone so we're almost more connected than we were before it's crazy yeah i think also just looking at the number of resources it's such a reassuring feeling to know that 
there are so many people out there who want to help, who have the expertise, and who mm-hmm. are now offering that so readily available for everyone, everyone in the country. Um, and I think it makes you feel a little bit less like you're alone, which I think is a, a yeah, good thing to know. Absolutely. Like again, the Instagram live, so easy, so accessible to everyone. Oh, and I've been hopping on all licensed, of those. <laughs> yeah, there's all these licensed therapists that are just there to answer questions, there to help you, there to offer advice and all that. So yeah. I think that's really awesome and really powerful that those people are giving up their time. They're trying to help the community in any way they can. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much again, Maya, for joining me. We hope some of these tips were helpful during this coronavirus time. Please, again, be sure to reach out if you need any support, if you have any questions, any you need advice for coping skills, anything like that. Please, please, please let me know. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on, Maya. Of course. What a fun time this was. I wish we could do it in person, but this is second best. Oh, yes. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you enjoyed this week's episode of Nevertheless, She Persisted, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. To stay updated on new episodes dropping and bonus content, follow Nevertheless, She Persisted on social media. Instagram at She Persisted Podcast, Twitter at Persist Podcast, Facebook at Nevertheless She Persisted Podcast with Sadie Sutton. And check out my website, ShePersistedPodcast.com. And don't worry, all of these are linked in today's episode notes. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you next Friday.